This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. The Monty Show live and local with you every single day. Yes, MFers, we are talking Utah Jazz basketball. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, I see all the comments on my tweet- <laughs> tweeter machine thing. Um, the Woj bomb that really isn't a Woj bomb. The Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, and Adrian Wojnarowski. Sister wives till the end. Let's do this. Um, did Adrian Wojnarowski say anything new about the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell yesterday? We'll talk about that. Are the Utah Jazz trading Don? Is Donovan Mitchell going to Miami? Is Tyler Hero a viable replacement for the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell? All of that coming up. Tiger Woods talked LIV golf. Bryson DeChambeau is still a dickhead. And um, it's been a bad year for Elon Musk. Donnie talked about Elon Musk. Yeah. Not that Donnie. Another Donnie. A different Donnie. Talked about Elon Musk. Not to be confused. By the way, uh, it is Prime Day 2. So it is imperative that you get into the description of this podcast, or if you're watching our show live on YouTube, um, you're not listening to the podcast, you're actually watching the show live, get into the description, look at our podcast links. I saw a ton of people buy uh, AirPods uh, Pro um, off of our affiliate link yesterday. It is a great deal. You save a ton of money. The iWatch 7 is there. The Kindle is there. All kinds of great links below. By the way, um, DoorDash Pass for a year free, only on Prime Days. That's in a link below. Everything you need, all the links are in our description. Please feel free to go ahead and hit that up. Let's talk Utah Jazz basketball because yesterday it was a Woj bomb saying that the Utah Jazz are now listening to offers for Donovan Mitchell. And that while they don't have any intention to trade him necessarily, they are now listening to offers. And my question is, is this anything different than Justin Zanuck said, what was that, Sunday or Monday, I guess, when he met with the media in Las Vegas? Is this anything different than what Justin Zanuck told the media? And I would tell you it is not. And I find it very interesting that Adrian Wojnarowski chose yesterday to tweet this out because I don't see that this is anything different than has been reported by the local media in Salt Lake for two weeks at this point. So yes, the NBA world was lit on fire because when Woj talks, people listen. Right. And I guess my question, Jake, is what has really changed between Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I I don't think anything has really changed. I mean, you know, again, I want to point out, like, if you read the tweets for for what it is, and and again, this isn't just a Woj thing uh, or a Windhorse thing. Like, this is is basically the same thing we talked about yesterday where – where you have this situation where teams, whether the Utah Jazz like it or not, are going to call and ask about Donovan. 
Like, that is a natural occurrence. It's been happening for weeks. Like, that's just what it is. That's business in the NBA. But now because, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted that they're listening to offers, everyone thinks that they're now actively trying to trade Donovan Mitchell, which I just disagree with. I, I, again, it needs to be said that if, if you know, some crazy trade offer comes in that the Jazz would look foolish for not taking on Don, then they're going to listen to that, right? They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna humor those conversations. But, but again, they're not trying to actively trade Donovan Mitchell. And this is why, like, this is where I get a little just sort of confused about why this is hard to understand. One tweet changes, like, the entire narrative on what, what the Utah Jazz are doing. And I think I, respectfully, I just think it's, it's kind of crazy because – Again, Don hasn't said anything. Like, Justin Zanuck, again, at the presser the other day, pretty much said as much, literally said there's no intent there to trade Donovan Mitchell. Like, he, those were his words. And yet, here we go. Now everyone thinks that they're trying to trade him and that the Jazz are burning it down and rebuilding and, and everyone's all upset about it. So that's why I say, literally today, many days before, like, go with the people who you trust. Like, go with the people who have told you the right thing for a long time. We told you Rudy was going to get traded. We told you they were going to trade Joe Ingles. Like, we've, we have a good track record. I'm telling you, they're not trading him. It's just not happening unless they get some ridiculous offer. I think the proper way to say this is what we've said from the beginning. I was told yesterday, point blank, that nothing has changed. That it would take the single biggest trade offer in the history of the NBA for the Utah Jazz to move Donovan Mitchell. And I think that's accurate. Um, I think it's comical that Danny Ainge would trade Donovan Mitchell to the Miami Heat for Tyler Hero. That trade in and of itself is not happening. If Tyler Hero is a part of a, a significant package uh, coming back to the Jazz, it would have to be a three-team deal. Um, I don't see that the Miami Heat have the assets. This is why the Kevin Durant trade didn't happen. And I can tell you point blank, it was explained to me yesterday that Jazz value Donovan Mitchell at the same level that the, the Brooklyn Nets value Kevin Durant. It is going to take a haul to get the Utah Jazz to trade Donovan Mitchell, as it should. With all due respect to Tyler Hero, the trade package yesterday of Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and two picks is an insult to Danny Ainge. Yeah. If you call, if the Miami Heat, and we heard rumors, you know, two weeks ago, the Heat have, you know, put a trade package in, that's great. You can't offer Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero for, and two picks for Donovan Mitchell, but why would you do that? Why, if you're the Utah Jazz, ask yourself this question. How does that trade make you a better team? Everybody just automatically assumes that the Jazz are rebuilding and they're looking to acquire draft assets. I was told again yesterday that is not at all the case. I, I can only go back to what I'm being told by, by people directly involved with the Jazz. They work for the Jazz. They are the ones who have given us our information. I can only tell you straight away, the Jazz have said they are not actively looking to trade Donovan Mitchell. If you call them and you offer them every pick possible, it is going to take a replacement level player or above for Donovan Mitchell. So what that means is if you're going to trade for Donovan Mitchell, you're going to have to send somebody back 
at his level or better. Colin Sexton ain't getting the job done. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. That was another name that I continue to hear. Oh, Colin Sexton, sign and trade for Donovan Mitchell. That's not happening. Colin Sexton shot, I think, 24% from three last year or some ridiculous number. He only played 11 games last year. What sense does that make for the Utah Jazz? And the thing that I laugh at, and it's to the point now where I have muted my DMs on Twitter because I get people like, oh, hey, hey, man, um, like, are we going to trade Donovan Mitchell for my sister's Girl Scout troop? Hey, guys. Like, it's ridiculous to yeah. me that Jazz fans are so emotional and you can't just take that out and look at the facts. The Jazz would be foolish not to trade Donovan Mitchell if they got blown away by a trade offer. Does that mean that the Jazz are actively in the market looking to trade Donovan Mitchell and calling teams and shopping teams? No, I can tell you straight away. I have it from multiple NBA sources. The Jazz have never made a call to a team saying, hey, we'd like to trade you Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, That has never happened. Teams have called repeatedly. I tweeted out the other day, multiple NBA teams, in fact, just about every team in the NBA have called the Jazz and put in conversations about, hey, what would it take to get Donovan Mitchell? Like that has happened. It was it was said to me dozens of times the other day. What Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted, with all due respect to Woj, because he certainly got better sources than I do, what Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted yesterday was not new. It was not significant, and it does not represent a change in the way the Utah Jazz are doing business. Yeah. it is That is as simple as I can put it. And I can tell you straight away, they're not trading Donovan Mitchell for Tyler Hero. They may move Don. If they traded him and Tyler Hero was involved in a package on a what would have to be a three-team deal, sure, I could see that. But... Please stop saying, oh, well, they're going to trade Donovan straight up for Tyler Hero and draft picks. That's not happening. Yeah, and I think it's just a, a ludicrous idea. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And that and that's why I say, like, when you look at look at the facts and look at what what we know about 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 the situation, like it just it it doesn't make sense with what the Utah Jazz and Danny Ainge have done so far that they would uh, trade Donovan Mitchell for anything short of, like you just said, a replacement player in a Hall of Picks. Like, I just don't think that's how it would work for them. Like, if you think about it, like, because the real rub is everybody thinks, well, the Rudy trade was the beginning of a rebuild. That's, if we really boil this down, that's where this whole, you know, firestorm, if you will, came from. Oh, well, they traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves for picks and players, and that was the beginning of the end of, of the Utah Jazz, as we know it, and they're tearing it down. I'm here to tell you, just like I did that day it happened, that that's not what they're doing. They traded him because they had to trade him to move the money. And now, with the Donovan Mitchell situation, they're stuck waiting for the Brooklyn Nets to figure out what they want to do. And that's the problem. Everybody's sitting here waiting. So what happens? The news cycle slows down. There's not a lot happening. We're sitting here watching scrimmages at Summer League, and we want something to happen. So magically, all of a sudden, now the Jazz willingness to talk about Donovan Mitchell goes up. The door is open. And that's why I say, I don't think anything's changed. There's no new news here. It's it's literally just talk. Like, 
Come back to me when there's actually a trade that happens. Notice there's no trade that's happened, Donovan or otherwise. Nothing's yeah. happened. Yeah, and I, I think what's interesting is like Cody Strickland, who sends us a $2 tip. Appreciate you, Cody. says, I think you boys need to slap your jazz sources. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, it, it, it's funny that messaging with our, our jazz sources yesterday, there was a palatable frustration about this Adrian Wojnarowski tweet because all it does is stir the pot. Yep. And then again, I, I just go back and I don't understand Andy Larson's obsession with CAA. I don't understand it. You know, I, I, I don't get it. He continued yesterday. He tweeted again about how it's CAA trying to stir the Donovan Mitchell pot. I don't understand that. I, I mean, there are rumors in the market that Donovan Mitchell is changing agents. So I don't know that CAA is even a relevant pot stirrer. But this is what we do in the uh, media, but, right? If you think about it, this is what happens locally, nationally. Hey, nothing's happening, right? And I want everyone to just pause and think about this. Nothing right now is happening. There is literally no trades that have happened. Kyrie to the Lakers Nothing. hasn't happened. Like the 15 gazillion team deal with Brooklyn hasn't happened. Like nothing has happened. So what are we what are we sitting here doing? We're sitting here spinning. We're sitting here trying to come up with something to talk about. That's the truth about what is happening right now in the media. And I don't mean any shade at Woj. Like you just said, I'm sure he's got great sources. I don't even doubt that. But what I'm telling you is that this is a non-starter. This is a non-story until a trade happens. If they trade Donovan Mitchell, come back in here, talk your junk, great. But what I'm telling you is they're, it's just not going to happen unless they get some crazy-ass trade offer. Think about it. It doesn't make sense. No, it really doesn't. What What is the point? Think of it this way. Wind the clocks back to when they brought Danny Ainge in, before the Rudy trade, before all the drama, before the season happened. What was the point of bringing in Danny Ainge to do all of this? Did you bring Danny Ainge in to burn the team down and rebuild? But this is why you can't get into these these swings and ride the pendulum of, oh, well, they said they have to have two all-stars, so there's no way they're trading Rudy Gobert. Like, you're... you're you believe the perfect example. You believe everything you see on Twitter. And I, I'm just telling you, you cannot do that. Are the Jazz going to trade Donovan Mitchell? There's a possibility that happens. There's a absolutely there's a possibility that happens. Did anything change yesterday? No, it didn't. No, it did not. Nothing changed yesterday. Business has been the same that it's been. The Jazz are at Summer League. They're talking to people. I think the Jazz very much would like to make two more trades. I'm telling you now that Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich will not be here when training camp opens. That is that is my firm belief. As soon as the Kevin Durant trade happens, I would guess that Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich will be, will be moved. Yeah. Either part of that trade or a different trade. Because yes. I think the Jazz are absolutely in, I would say, three scenarios as the third team in a Kevin Durant trade. And I, from what I'm told, I don't think Donovan Mitchell's in any of those scenarios. Um, I think if you're going to make a Donovan Mitchell trade, it, it is not going to be, it is not going to be for a third tier player. It just, it just isn't. 
Like, and I, I want to, I want, I want people to understand that this goes back to what I talked about yesterday. And, and I think Tanner Plummer, who yesterday was, I don't know what Tanner you were doing on Twitter yesterday, Hey guys. but whatever it is, I just, I'm not interested in it, but asking all kinds of ridiculous questions about this or that. Listen, the Utah Jazz, I don't understand what the issue is nationally with the media and the Jazz. I, I don't get it. I know a ton of guys very well nationally, and they just don't care about the Jazz. So when something like this happens, and all of a sudden you get guys in, like Miami's a great example. You get guys in Miami saying they're, they're talking to people at the Jazz. So do you really think people at the Jazz are talking to somebody in Miami who they've never met, they don't know them, they talk about the Jazz three weeks a year, and you think that people that work at the Jazz are giving them information. That's the thing that I'm trying to understand. Like, yeah. And maybe you have people in, in, in the right place at the right time. That's very possible. But, you know, there was a report in Cleveland a couple of weeks ago that Rudy Gobert was going to the, the Cavs. And... I think I even mentioned that on the show. Do you really think people in Cleveland who never talk about the Jazz all of a sudden have sources at the Jazz telling them that mm -hmm. when they're reporting, hey, and, and it was a, a radio producer who is 22 years old saying he knows people at the Jazz and that Rudy Gobert is being traded to the Cavs. Right. And it lit the NBA world on fire. Like, do you understand how this how this works? relationships in the NBA are held very tightly. So it's very difficult. It is years long work to get in touch with people and get credible, viable information. And I only say that, and that might sound self-serving. I only say that and then say, look at our track record on this show. Okay, great. I'm telling you now that the Jazz are not the ones out there making phone calls. There was also a, a, a Woj uh, story I don't know, I guess a couple of weeks ago, inferring that Donovan Mitchell, or at least I think it was Woj, that Donovan had demanded a trade. Donovan Mitchell has never demanded a trade. Yeah. Never, not one time. I have I have asked that question repeatedly of Jazz people, of Don's people. They have all unequivocally said Donovan Mitchell has never asked for a trade. Donovan Mitchell has not once asked for a trade. I think if you went to Donovan Mitchell and said, hey, if you could play anywhere in the NBA, I think there's a real good chance his answer would not be the Utah Jazz. But has he asked to be traded? He has not. Have they ever talked about it? They have not. The Jazz, though, have communicated to Donovan, and he is aware that teams are calling. He is aware that if they get a, a, an offer that blows their, their socks off, they're going to trade Donovan Mitchell. But they are not actively out in the marketplace saying, hey, it's Danny Ainge from the Jazz. Are you guys interested in a Donovan Mitchell deal? That's not happening. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how any how I can be any clearer than that. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. And and the frustrating thing is I feel like the Jazz get disrespected on a regular basis across the NBA. Well, I, I think to your point nationally, what you were speaking on there about the national media, like I think the national media, there's a, a clear appetite uh, for, hey, they're going to trade Donovan. The Utah Jazz are not good. Like, like it's time for Donovan to move on. Like, he needs to get to a bigger market. Like, how long have we been hearing, honestly, how long have we been hearing, 
hey, Donovan's got to go and play in a bigger market. Like, the bigger market narrative has been here for, what, uh, two years now? You know, like, how long has it been? Like, it, and that's why I say, I, I just, it, it just, to me, makes perfect sense that if you really look at it, and hey, I have perspective because we do this show every day, you know, we're in it, like, maybe you guys don't, I get that, but there's nothing happening right now. So, when there's nothing happening, what do we do? Well, nationally, we got to find something to talk about. We got to find something to to, to kind of drum up some conversations. So that's why I say notice that that there's no tweets like like hey yeah Danny Ainge confirms that they're that they're trying to trade Donovan Mitchell. Notice it's not like specific cut and dry naming names. Hey, this is what's happening. It is hey the Utah Jazz now have a willingness to talk about Donovan Mitchell. So we're going to continue down the the gray area, super, super vague tweets. And it's fine. I get it. That's what we do. But I'm just saying, that's why you shouldn't be freaking out right now because nothing has changed. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, I mentioned last night on Twitter, Monty, you tweeted a couple of days ago that Jazz had no plans to trade Don. Is it safe to say things have changed based on Moj's tweet? Are you fucking deaf? Like, this is what's frustrating to me. Are you deaf? Like, are you, what is the struggle to understand this? I, 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 like, this is the, this is the exact comment that drives me crazy. I've never said the Jazz would never trade Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I said they are not actively, actively working. And I, and I guess I can go back and fish through that. I, I, I believe that the, the, I was told the other day they have no plans to trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't know how much more clear I can be It's on not that. a difficult concept. If they get a massive trade package to trade Donovan Mitchell, my guess is Danny Ainge would do it. But they are not actively working to trade Donovan. And it's stuff like this, Tanner, that drives me crazy. Like you want to, like, and for those of you who care about this, like on Twitter last night, you just keep asking the same question over and over, hoping for a reply. I'm not going to reply to nonsense. It's in black and white on Twitter. Like, what part of this is confusing? Yeah. I, I I don't understand it. And the reason it annoys me so much is I say the same thing every day on this show. I think I have been remarkably consistent. If you go back and watch the last two months of shows, I have not changed my opinion on Donovan Mitchell. And I have told you every single time that I've talked to the Jazz. So this, is it safe to say things have changed? No, it's not safe to say things have changed. What Adrian Wojnarowski reported is not different than what was reported over the weekend. It is not different than what Justin Zanuck said the other day to the Utah media at Summerlee. What do you mean have things changed? Nothing has changed. What Adrian Wojnarowski reported, and I'm happy to go back and read it. I'm, I'm happy to read it. Word for word, because I just don't understand this. I don't get it. I, and I'm not even being a jerk about this. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking straight away, what part of this don't you understand? Yeah. What part of this don't you understand? Yesterday, Adrian Wojnarowski said, um, and, and I'm going to read his entire Twitter thing. His threat. Word for word. After previously shutting down inquiries on moving all-star guard Donovan Mitchell, rival teams, rival teams. Note he didn't say the Utah Jazz. Sources at the Jazz. Rival teams say Utah Jazz are showing a willingness to listen on possible trade scenarios. 
What what is how is that different than what Justin Zanuck said? Okay, he continued. Jazz general manager Justin Zanuck told reporters recently, change is inevitable in the NBA. Things evolve in the NBA. So could I sit here and say anybody is untouchable? There's no intent there to trade Donovan Mitchell at all. So I'm just curious, Tanner, and everybody else who's asking me about this. Woj's tweet changed anything? He's quoting Justin Zanuck from three days ago. Yeah. So explain to me what's changed. Because I don't get it. And I don't see it. And frankly, I've never understood this about jazz fans. When jazz fans are are on, you guys are the one of the most intelligent fan bases in the NBA. Yeah. But it's like the season ends and you hit a switch and you become stupid and deaf and blind and your brain just stops working. Oh, yeah, they're going to trade him straight up for Tyler Hero. No, they're not. No, <laughs> Actually, they're not. Bro, what are you talking about, man? It, it's amazing to me. Yeah. And Tanner, I love tweeting with you. I like talking with you. You, Jazz, BYU, whatever it is. It's comments like this that I just have zero tolerance for. Like, I just, you know the answer to the question. So why are you asking? Yeah. What has changed? Nothing has changed. Would you feel, let me ask you this. Let me put it this Good way. Lord. And I'm not even being sarcastic about it. I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Would, would. You know, Tanner and, and everybody who supports this show and listens every day, would you, would you guys feel better if we rolled out on the show and we're like, yeah, things have changed. They're trading Don. They're burning it to the ground. Would you feel better? <laughs> I, don't I don't know how you would feel better about that. I don't know why. I mean, my point is in asking, I know it might seem like a stupid question, but the reason I ask that is it's almost like, you know, the 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 most loyal of jazz fans want this to happen. It's almost as if you want them to trade Donovan Mitchell. It's as if you want the change to happen. That yeah. That's what's shocking to me. Like, I, I, I would have expected, and maybe I'm naive, but I would have expected Jazz fans to be like, yeah, this is the national media doing what the media does. This is, this is, we haven't heard, th this, our GM just said there's no intent to trade Donovan Mitchell. Straight up. And by the way, kudos to the media for asking Justin Zanuck, hey, is there a plan to trade Donovan Mitchell? Gave him the opportunity. And what did he say? There's no intent to trade Donovan Mitchell. So then you're going to take the word of, with respectfully, respectfully, no shade. You're going to take the word of Woj on a tweet over the GM at a press conference speaking directly to you. That's what shocks me. That's why I don't understand. I yeah, don't get that. I, I, I just don't think anything changed yesterday. I don't. I, I Okay, and again, just to reset it, we're talking about the Jazz trading Donovan Mitchell and this Adrian Wojnarowski tweet yesterday that I, I just don't see as a as a as a news story. Honest to goodness, I mean, he quoted Justin Zanuck <laughs> like in the tweet, uh, which is amazing to me. Um, but Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted yesterday that the Jazz are now you know open to trade offers on Donovan Mitchell. And I just think we've known that for weeks. We've known that. I think we we knew this. I, I we tweeted at the trade deadline. The Knicks have have repeatedly called. The Heat have repeatedly called. The Atlanta Hawks asked for Donovan Mitchell specifically. Like this is not new. Yeah, that's what I'll say. All right, let's get some of your comments in here. Um, now that the bloodletting has happened, uh, Spencer Morgan says the Jazz were not close to title contending. No, they were not. I, I agree with that. 
Uh, Spencer also said, wow, you guys are really grasping at straws this morning. Are we grasping at what do you? Yeah, what does that even mean? You'll need dude? to explain that a yeah. little bit because I don't understand what, what does that, that means. even mean. Uh, Anthony Jones, my guess is our jerseys fit our rosters perfectly next season. Bummy. Wow. Hopefully not. Uh, BB says, Magic rookie look good. Uh, they want Donovan? Question mark. I don't think the Magic are looking for Don. Uh, Lucito Diaz, if I trade Don, I would be Katie or Dame, period. This Damian yeah. Lillard thing, like, I'm not interested in Damian Lillard on the Jazz. He is at the end of his career. He's making, I think, what is it, 50? Two-year, $120 million deal. 50 a year. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I'm yep. not paying him that much money. Yep. I'm just not. Uh Kanai Johnson says, Don is staying in a Jazz uniform unless the team is willing to give up a lot for him. Bigger than Gobert trade. It would have to be it much have bigger. It would be. And Donovan Mitchell's 25. Yeah. Rudy Gobert's 30. Donovan Mitchell hasn't even entered his prime yet. He hasn't reached his ceiling. And Jazz fans think they're trading him for Tyler Hero. That's crazy to me. Oh, yeah. Sign and trade him for Sexton. Colin Sexton. 24% from three on 11 games last year. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, do you understand? I agree with BB. The Heat have nothing for us. The Heat don't have the assets to I make a Donovan do, Mitchell dude, trade. I wouldn't even do a Jimmy Butler deal. I don't no. like, why would you do that? No. Again, you made the best point right there. Don's heading into his prime. He's not even in his prime yet. Jimmy's on the way out. Why would you, again, and this is my thing. Why would you trade Donovan Mitchell right now? He's coming into his prime. You made a great deal and got a ton of value for Rudy Gobert. You have options. You're in a great place. And then you're going to trade Donovan Mitchell? That yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I I, really don't. I don't understand it. I, I really don't. I, It, it blows my mind. Uh, Ramsey's 10 essay says, I know why the media started on Utah. It's because of Tim McMahon. He covers them for years now. Yeah. Yeah, Tim McMahon. I, I don't disagree with that. And he just reports BS. I, I, I happen to think Tim McMahon's very credible. Look, I'm I not, don't know how right he's been, but look, it's a it's a it's a waste of uh, okay, maybe it's strong to say it's a waste of time to say that the national media just spews stuff. But what I think what I think needs to be said is that is that there's only a select few people who cover the team full time. Yeah. Every single day, three hundred and sixty five days a year. And I'm just saying, whether it's Spencer talking about us grasping straws or Tanner asking the same question a million times, like it, it, it just at, at some point you have to come to the middle and realize not everything you're fed is is meant to be correct or meant to be factual. No, it's just that's just the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, Spencer says the Tyler Hero thing is a straw man. The fact that Jazz have indeed shifted, whether that shift happened over the weekend or yesterday from shutting down offers to listening, I think they've been listening to trades on everybody the entire offseason. Yeah, but this is what I mean. See, I don't believe that a shift ever happened. Yeah, there was never a shift, and, that, and that's precisely my point. I'm glad you pointed that out, man. That's my point. There was never a shift that happened. If someone calls Danny Ainge, says, hey, Danny, it's me. I'm calling from the Miami Heat, and we're curious about what it would take. Would you even be interested in a Jimmy deal or whatever the hell the situation would be? Well, Danny's obviously not going to hang up on the guy, no. right? But he's going to hear him out, and then he's going to say, no, we're not interested in that. Have but a nice look at, day. How does Rudy Gobert end up in Minnesota? Ask yourself this question. Because we had it on pretty good information that Atlanta and Chicago were the two primary teams chasing 
Rudy Gobert and that Toronto was third. The Bulls were by far the most passionate team about acquiring Rudy Gobert. There was no doubt about it. The question was, are you going to involve Patrick Williams or are we going to trade him somewhere else? That is as simple as it was. There was hesitation from the Bulls and then the Jazz started talking to other teams. And all of a sudden at the end of the line, they got very close on several deals. And the Bulls called back and said, we'll include Patrick Williams. And I think that was a significant shift for Minnesota who said, okay, you know what? We've looked at every big man to put next to Carl uh, to move Cat to the four. Let's do this Rudy Gobert deal, send expiring contracts and multiple draft picks. And Danny Ainge said, you're going to have to do better than that. I want Walker Kessler and and I want Jared Vanderbilt and I want a pick swap in addition to those four picks. And they did the deal. That's how these things happen. My guess is if Donovan Mitchell gets traded, and I think that's a big if, if Donovan Mitchell gets traded, it will be to somebody that you have not heard about. It's one of two things. He's either in a large Brooklyn deal where the Jazz get a haul of picks and a a replacement level player, at least one replacement level player, or he goes to a team who's willing to give the entire franchise to the Jazz for Donovan Mitchell, which... Again, with all due respect to Don, he's not coming off of his best season. Yeah. Let's be honest about it. And Don has struggled in the last five minutes of games. And he's not been healthy. And they had all kinds of locker room turmoil. Donovan Mitchell's trade value is not at its peak. So I find it hard to believe that they would do a 1v1 trade for Donovan Mitchell. But as far as to answer Spencer's point directly, I don't believe a shift has happened. I think if it, I know that they've talked to the Knicks, I think it's at least a dozen times. And I can tell you that the Knicks would have to include RJ Barrett. It, it, that's a starting point for the, for the Knicks and the Jazz. But the other part of this is Donovan Mitchell isn't exactly jumping up and down to get to the Knicks. One of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand <laughs> is that Donovan Mitchell wants to win. And that means, as it's been explained to me, he's not exactly banging down the Jazz door to get to the Knicks. He is not asked to be traded. And he certainly is not asked to be traded to the Knicks. And my point is, the teams that are on the cusp of a championship and the teams that Don would play for do not align in a trade with the Jazz. I think he would like to play in Miami. He's in the Bahamas. Donovan Mitchell is in the Bahamas right now with his personal trainer, his body guy, David Alexander, They're in the Bahamas training together. So this idea, Don's on vacation. Well, sure, he's in the Bahamas, but he's actually doing body work in the Bahamas, right? So Donovan Mitchell prioritized this offseason, according to sources telling me that Don has prioritized playing 82 games next year. His focus and his goal is getting his body in shape to play a full season next year at his highest level. Donovan Mitchell has not asked for a trade. And if Donovan Mitchell wants to play in Miami, it's going to have to be a much larger trade because Miami doesn't have the goods to get the deal done. Yeah. So to Spencer's point, again, I just don't see that anything's changed. Yeah. I really don't see that anything's changed. Ryan D, why did we trade Rudy for picks and not good players? Well, I think you traded Rudy Gobert for a couple of really good players. You got a haul of draft picks. You got Jared Vanderbilt. And I, I, again, will go back to this. If your opinion is that Jared Vanderbilt is not a valuable commodity, then I don't know that you know who he is. I don't know that you've watched him. 
Jared Vanderbilt is going to be a star in this league. He's a very young player. Um, I think Walker Kessler, it's unfortunate he's been injured with this, I guess, this toe injury. He's not playing in summer league. He's a development project, but he's got a tremendous amount of upside, right? I think if you look at what the Jazz got, the Jazz, in my opinion, are going to flip Patrick Beverly. I think they don't keep him on the team, just my opinion. And I think they're going to move those draft picks they got. That's not rebuilding, that's retooling. So I would disagree with that a little bit. Uh, GS400 says Mitchell and Bam can't be on the same team due to their contracts. Weird NBA rule. It's not a weird NBA rule, actually. It makes a lot of sense because what what that NBA rule is trying to do is keep the, the table level. You, you, you shouldn't be able to trade for rookies that are star players who have earned a max extension because remember a lot of maximum contracts are performance-based and all NBA, all rookie team, there, there are escalators in these contracts now and it's keeping the balance of power level. So you cannot have, you cannot trade for multiple rookie extensions. That's the rule. I actually don't think it's a, a weird rule. I yeah. think it's actually a really smart rule. Uh, Doc J says Clarkson, Rudy Gay, and two first round picks for Butler. No. Why would why no. would Miami do that? Ask yourself why would Miami do that? Because you forget the Jazz aren't trading with themselves. They have to trade with Pat Riley and Miami in that scenario. Sounds about right considering what they want to trade for Don. It does. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, let's see, <clears throat> Francis Maldonado, uh, media don't talk sports or facts anymore. Just gossip. When they say sources say it's all BS. It's not all BS. You have to pick the people who have been credible with their sourcing. Adrian Wojnarowski, there's nobody better at sourcing in the NBA than, than, than Woj. There's not Shams on a, on a different level. Shams has great sources. Brian Windhorst has great sources. Are they always right? No, they're not. No, they're not. But nobody is. But nobody is. So I, I don't I don't think it is. I just don't think it's one of these things where we we necessarily need to, oh, sources, you know, are from my friend's mom. Yeah. Like, trust me, it's it's not an easy game. I can tell you that much. Giggity says it would not be responsible for a front office to not at least listen to offers for any player on their team. That's exactly right. I mean, it is it is Danny Ainge's job to do what is best for the Utah Jazz. What's really changed, man? And I know we keep asking that question. I, I know I keep we keep going back to it. But but what has really changed here? I, there there's there's been a I love this verbiage. I was while you were talking, I was just sitting here thinking like I love this verbiage around there's been a shift. It's safe to say there's change happening. Yeah. What the hell does that even mean? Like like Danny Ainge, yeah, his job is to answer the phone and talk to people for a living. Like, that's literally what the guy does. Yep. That doesn't mean that that he's trading Donovan Mitchell all of a sudden or that now he woke up today and while he was putting creamer in his coffee, decided it would be a good idea to trade Donovan Mitchell. Like, that's not how the world works, man. Yep. Amber Spencer says, uh, Jazz fans need a win. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. But, like, I think yeah, the league do. needs a win. The league needs the Nets to get off the pot and get moving here. Like, the league desperately needs it. Whether we're talking DeAndre Ayton, whether we're talking KD and Kyrie, you know, I guess now if, if we're talking Donovan Mitchell, like, uh, things need to move quickly. Yep. 
Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, hey, Earl, sweet, I'm the 46 one here. Boom. <laughs> Appreciate that. Funky Orient says, morning and more power to your channel. Appreciate that. Uh, BB says, what is a crazy trade acceptable for Don? I mean... It has to be a star player or multiple picks. And when I say star player, I'm talking about, like, you know, it would have to be as good or better. Like, I I'm not exaggerating. Like, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, like, that level of player... And picks. I, I don't even know. And that's why I say, like, I, I don't think Miami has what you need to get a deal done. I, I really don't. I think I I don't know who in this league has a deal uh, that gets a gets a trade done for the Jazz. I, I really I really don't. That's the other component of this, too, is I think it's going to be really difficult to trade him because by all accounts, Danny Ainge is is he doesn't lose many trades. And so when you say to him, hey, what's it going to take to get Donovan Mitchell? The word that was used is replacement player or better. That's the phrase that I was told yesterday about Don. Yeah. Hey, if you want to come in here and offer us, you know, replacement player or better and a haul of draft picks, sure, let's do that. But I was also told directly that the, the Danny Ainge is not out, quote unquote, efforting a deal for Donovan Mitchell. His focus, in my opinion, is moving Bogdanovich and, and Mike Conley off the roster. Yeah. I think that is his focus, uh, which I think is unfortunate because, again, I say that Boyan Bogdanovich, if he's your third or fourth best option, you can win a championship. The Jazz clearly feel different than that. And I think they he, he they feel like he has he has value in the market. And I don't disagree. I, I think there's about a, you know four or five teams around this league that value Mike Conley at a pretty high level. I think Boyan Bogdanovich is a guy that would be in demand. Uh, I know Miami's expressed interest in Boyan Bogdanovich in in the last year over last season. So, and that's the other thing that we've talked about on this show repeatedly is this trade's going to happen with somebody that Danny's got a relationship with. I mean. You're, you know that they have had conversations from the deadline forward. The Jazz have been the most active team in the NBA, and I'm not sure it's close. I mean, they have really been working their back channel to, to get a trade of significance done. Yeah. That trade turned out to be Rudy Gobert, but they know what deals they can make. It's simply that Brooklyn's got to get this this Kevin Durant deal made. Yeah, like as soon as that Kevin Durant deal is made, I think that's when you're going to see. Or they other need to deals say happen. they're running it back one yeah. way or the other. They just need to be definitive about what they're doing. Yeah, I, I just yeah, it is what it is. Ryan D says you guys will continue to double down on your bad take until Don will be traded, likely within the next 48 hours. Woj tweets for a reason. The Jazz are feeding you reports to keep Don's value high. I mean, if you want to keep telling yourself that, that's fine. But we've been telling you since since the day he signed the contract that Rudy Gobert was going to get traded. We well, we didn't we didn't miss on that. that and, and you act like we're like some huge show. Like we're dude, ask the media here locally. We're just those guys on YouTube who don't have sources. So you know, I mean, I don't. I, if you want to say we continue to double down on our bad take, okay. I think our bad take has has been pretty good. And what's funny is our bad take has you here watching it. So you know. I, I think our bad take has been pretty good. Yeah. It's that yeah. I don't think they they want to trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't. I don't think they're sitting there saying, we got to trade him. We want, oh man, we got to move this guy. We're totally burning it to the ground. That does not fall in line with what they've been doing for the last six, eight months. Yeah. On any level at all. And I think when you look at when you look at Rudy Gobert, 
Why did that trade make sense? Outside of the fact he was 23% of the salary cap and a limited offensive player. You had problems with him in the locker room. He had really essentially split your locker room, Rudy Gobert, into 70-30. And he was a guy that was not developing anymore. He was a guy who went to the front office and said, I'm frustrated with the defense and I want to be a bigger part of the offense. And they gave him the opportunity to be a bigger part of the offense, and he simply cannot dribble a basketball. Rudy Gobert can't dribble a basketball without turning it over. That's why they traded him. It's it's not it's it, it's not even as much that he was expensive. If Rudy was expensive and growing, I think they he might still be here today. But when you're expensive, you're not growing. You're a pain in the ass. You're whining and complaining. You're tweeting about other players. You're comparing Donovan Mitchell to, to Devin Booker. When when you look at the total package, it made sense to do a Rudy Gobert deal. Yeah. Ask yourself what sense it makes to do a Donovan Mitchell deal. Is he a problem in the locker room? He's not. Is he a problem off the floor? He's not. Is he tweeting things about the team and exposing team business? He's not. Is Donovan Mitchell at his ceiling? Not close. He's 25. Developing, comes back with with an absolute different skill set every year. Is he a guy you have to motivate? He's not. Is he a guy who shows up every night? He does. Does he sit out games in Dallas that are the biggest game of the year? He didn't. Why? You're, you're looking at Donovan Mitchell as though he's a problem. Yeah. And what I'm telling you straight away is Donovan Mitchell's not a problem. Donovan Mitchell's not a problem at all. And did the Jazz change their mind on Donovan Mitchell? They haven't. Would they trade him? They would. Are they going to? My opinion is it's probably 80-20 they don't make a Donovan Mitchell trade. Could it happen within the next 48 hours? Yeah, absolutely. Could I catch herpes from a hooker in the next 48 hours? Well, that's probably a bad example. Just so you can go to pound town. No, I probably couldn't. But anyway, my point is, could the world end in 48 hours? Yeah, it could. Is there a chance he gets traded in the next 48 hours? Yeah, there is. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't. And I can only go back to what I've been told repeatedly. And and throw out what the jazz, my jazz sources are telling me. Look at the NBA sources that we have, right? So go back, check the record, check the timestamp, check the date. Who told you that Kyrie Irving was was going wants the the Lakers? We did, and we told you that first. And where is Kyrie Irving trying to get to? The Lakers. We've told you Rudy Gobert, like we've we've been pretty. We told good. you Will Hardy was going to be the next yeah. head coach of the Utah Jazz four days before the local media had it. We've been pretty spot on with our stuff, right? And by the way, all the receipts are on YouTube, so you can go and find it. My guess is what I think is going to happen, based on what I'm being told, is that Donovan Mitchell will be here when the season starts. That'd be my guess. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You want to come back in the day he gets traded? Cool, because the minute he gets traded, we'll be right here on YouTube. And we'll be talking about how they're not going to win a championship and how they're rebuilding and how now the Utah Jazz are now an irrelevant team in the NBA. So, Because I I think unless they – you'd have to tell me what they get in return. But I think there is a significant chance that they don't trade Donovan Mitchell. And if they do, sure, I was wrong. Great. I I don't have any problem saying that. Dude, it's just so unbelievable to me that there's such an appetite – like. I feel like right now what's happening on this show specifically 
is we're getting a lot of comments about how, oh, well, you guys have bad sources or you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so does that mean that you want Donovan Mitchell to get traded? That you That's that you would rather that makes me burn crazy. the damn franchise down so that they're not winning championships and they're not relevant? Is that is that what you want? That's what makes me crazy. I, I just can't believe it. it how, that's what you want. How can you uh, how can you not value what Donovan Mitchell brings to the Utah Jazz? You're more interested in telling us that we're wrong than you are that, hey, maybe these guys who have admittedly gotten a lot right, they're not perfect. They're not even the best show, certainly not the biggest show, but they have gotten some things right. Maybe, maybe we are looking too much into Adrian Wojnarowski. With all due respect, again, not throwing shade at him, but maybe we are. Maybe we are looking too much at a guy in 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 Windhorse who flip-flops back and forth on what's going on with Donovan Mitchell more than anybody I know, yet he's on GetUp every single day on ESPN. I, I think that what is. this stuff does, what these, what these guys in the national media do, is they stir up jazz fans, and I think they, they put the jazz in headlines for the wrong reasons, and I think it creates drama. And I think this is why you have to have a guy like Ryan Smith constantly communicating with Donovan Mitchell. You have to have Danny Ainge constantly communicating with Donovan Mitchell and Ryan Smith. And by the way, I just want to say multiple requests from us to the Jazz for Ryan Smith, for Justin Zanuck, and we have been chasing comments from Donovan Mitchell for months, and none of them will come on our show. I just want to put it out there. We've asked because I see the comments saying, well, why don't you put him on? We've asked. We've tried. We have asked. And we will continue to ask. Repeatedly for Ryan Smith to come on our show. Can only ask. Can't make him do it. So hopefully he does it at some point. We'll see. I don't know. There's going to be I a reckoning know. in this town, and you need to understand that. Will One you, way or the other. <laughs> it's a bit like What's amazing to me is, will you guys admit you're wrong when they trade Donovan? Sure. Does that make you feel better? Are you hoping to be right? That's what I mean. Like you're ho you you're you're sitting here really hoping they trade Donovan Mitchell. Ask yourself how much of a Jazz fan you are if you're hoping that they trade one of the they have one of the top arguably 15 players in the NBA, certainly top 20, who's not at his best yet. When they trade him, let's say that happens. When they trade him, are you going to vilify him? When he comes in, you you'll be the same guy that'll that'll. What, do the Gordon Hayward and boo him and... Oh, no. What you're going to do instead when the Jazz are irrelevant is you're going to say it was a mistake to bring Danny Ainge in and you are not. You can't be a Jazz fan anymore, that you got to find a new team. Yeah. That's what's going to happen with all due respect. like And again, I want to make it really clear, right? We work our ass off on this show. We give you the absolute best information that we can find. And, and hey, if we're wrong, great. We'll tell you that we were wrong. Yeah. The problem is... Is we haven't really missed yet. Again, not to be arrogant or to say that we're right about everything. We haven't really missed yet, dude. Like, we haven't. And that's what I'm telling you. I get it. We're not ESPN. We're not KSL. We're not Adrian Wardanowski. I'm not going like, to. The other thing it. that, the other thing that I, I, I hate doing is, like, I don't care if we're right or wrong. I honestly don't care. I, 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 I don't. Because the reality is the Jazz are going to do what the Jazz are going to do. And we're going to sit here and talk about what they do. It, it, it is that simple. And but, by the way, by the way, not to cut you off, if we're wrong, we're still you're still going to be here having the conversation with us. That's what's important is having the conversation. Yeah. It, it's just, it, it's crazy. Some of the comments today, if you just take the time to scroll through the comments, they're crazy. 
Like, it, it's crazy to me. Brett Allen says, bro, this co-host is triggered. And yes, I want Don traded. He's not a winner. High volume, low efficiency player. Don is really good, but he's not as elite as y'all make him out to be. Okay, what are the facts about Donovan Mitchell? Has Donovan, did Donovan Mitchell struggle this year in the last five minutes? He did. Who was the viable number two option on this team? How many times was Donovan double teamed? A lot. And here's the other question. Who on this team routinely can be counted on to get you a bucket? Well, I would say generally that's Jordan Clarkson. Because Mike Conley's not it. So it's Don or Jordan Clarkson. And the other thing is, like when you say um, he's not a winner, what does that mean, he's not a winner? He has had a roster around him since his rookie rookie year. He's had a roster around him that's been incredibly limited athletically. Incredibly limited. You have a guy in Rudy Gobert who's supposedly his running mate who can't create his own shot. Can't create his own shot. You have a guy in Mike Conley that's aging and consistently hurt. You have a team that was 100% reliant on the three-point shot. So he goes and improves his three-point shot, and you criticize him for that. The criticisms of Donovan Mitchell are never going to be he's not a winner because he is a winner. He has that winning mentality. Has he won at the NBA level? He is not. Has he been good in the clutch? No, he is not, and especially this past year. But betting against Donovan Mitchell to be an elite player, I think his potential is he could be a top five player in this league. If he comes back this year with a much more lethal mid-range game, Donovan Mitchell is a top 10 player. Yeah. If he comes back this year and he plays defense at even a serviceable level, he's a top 10 player in the NBA this year. Mm -hmm. So you can say he's really good, but he's not as elite as you make him out, out to be. I've never said he's elite. I just said five minutes ago, I think he's top 15. No doubt he's top 20 in this league. But he, in my opinion, he's top 15. I think he is a cut below now the guys of his generation. He's a cut below Devin Booker. He's a cut below Jason Tatum. Um, he's certainly a cut below John Morant. That group of guys. Yeah. But it's not going to take much for him to get there. Because none of those guys have won a championship. And both Book and Tatum struggled mightily in their finals appearances. Donovan Mitchell needs a team that's built around him. When he has the same team that a that when he has a Marcus Smart, a, a, you know a, a you know a a, a Jalen Brown, a, a Chris Paul. A, 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 well, just look at the Celtics. Like, let's not get off the reservation and go to the Suns. Look at the Celtics. Look at the team they have around them. They have eight elite defensive players on the floor at any given time. Eight guys. All of them are elite. Everybody on the floor is an elite defender. They're by far the best defensive team in the NBA. And the Jazz are not very good defensively at all. So he gets blamed for being a terrible defender. Okay, I admit, he's not that great of a defender. But you really think he's not a better defender than you showed last year? Come on. Come on. And yeah, if you want to say, hey, you know what? Anyway. Uh, Brett says, Monty, go back, ask Jalen Brunson how good Don's defense is. Nobody said he was a good defender. I didn't, I, I've never said that. Never, not one time. But you writing him off the way you're writing him off is tragic. Because what it tells me is you either don't watch jazz basketball at, at, on a regular basis or you just don't appreciate how good he is. Mm -hmm. It's one of those two. 
because in the whole Rudy versus Don thing, there was no doubt in my mind ever, not for half a second, that this team was built around Rudy Gobert and that was a huge mistake. Huge mistake. You don't pay non-offensive centers 23% of your salary cap. That's a mistake. So everybody that was arguing Don versus Rudy, Rudy's better, Don needs to get out of town, Rudy's our star, he was never your star. Rudy was the problem, not the solution. It's just the opposite. Put a roster, and this is why I said the other day about, oh, well, Danny Ainge doesn't believe that Donovan Mitchell can be number one. The next day, the same national guys were like, well, they want Donovan to be their full-time point guard. Oh, got So it. wait, then he does believe in him. Get out of here. Mm. Come on. Big Dog O-Town says, uh, jazz fans don't really want a championship banner. They want uh, more just being relevant. I think what, what jazz fans want is, I, I agree with who said that. Amber said they need a win. But Jazz fans, I think, are so traumatized by terrible management <laughs> that they just don't want guys to walk away. You'd rather trade a guy than have him leave in free agency. Thanks. And I think what Jazz fans struggle with is you want nice guys that the kids all love. And you know what? Man, he's such a swell dude. You don't care if they win. You just want Joe Ingles to be here because he's a nice guy and he's Australian and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to win championships. That's what I want. I want to win a championship. And I don't care who's here when we win a championship. I just want to win a championship. And then I want to go back and do it again. And if that requires trading Donovan Mitchell, great. See you later. Let's go win a championship. If Danny Ainge trades Rudy and Don and the Jazz win three championships in five years, hey, man, really enjoyed having you guys on the club. See you later. Yeah. I'm good to go. I'm loyal to the ring. I'm not loyal to the player. I want to win rings. That's the bottom line. And it's crazy to me that people don't want to win rings. They want to have nice guys who don't win championships. Mm -hmm. That's what's crazy, crazy to me. Uh, Mark Barrington says, Rudy is a floor-raising guy, which may be an issue with many thinking he can make them a championship contender. Mitchell feels like a ceiling guy. He can put you over the top with the right cast. Totally agree with that. Uh, James Knight says, don't be condescending, Monty. How am I being a condescending jerk? How am I being a condescending jerk at all? Is that in reference to, to the Joe Ingles thing I just said? What are you talking about? Um, Jesus Christ destroys atheism and Marxism and stuff. Uh, says wrong. He's not below Devin Booker. He's a little bit better than Devin Booker, but I think Morant is better in Tatum. Devin Booker is a superior player to Donovan Mitchell. You're right. You're right. It's not that Devin's a better player. He's a superior player mm -hmm. to Donovan Mitchell. He's a much better defender, has shown he's a much better defender on the floor. He has four ways he can beat you. He can get to the rim and he can dunk on you. He can beat you in the mid-range easily. It's his bread and butter. And he shoots the three at an incredibly high level. By the way, he's having a career year in all of those, which what does that tell you? He's growing and developing. But why is that? He has one of the best general managers in the league who put a really good supporting cast. You want to wax on about Phoenix? Please do that. But he's got who? He's got guys like Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. He's got a guy like a Mikhail Bridges. He's yeah. got Cam Johnson. He's got... Like, JaVale McGee was a huge part of their culture. You know, Jay Crowder, like, they're dogs defensively. He's got help. 
He's got depth and they're well coached. Yeah. And Kevin Durant wants to go and play there. Why do you think Kevin Durant wants to play in in Phoenix? Because they can win a championship and Devin Booker and Chris Paul are there. That's why he wants to play in Phoenix. Devin Booker is not better than Donovan Mitchell. Right now, he's superior to Devin or Donovan Mitchell. And I think he's better than Jason Tatum, by the way. But yeah, yeah, it's all subjective. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Aragon says Don is the best offensive player uh, the Jazz have since Carl Malone. Not perfect, but everyone in, is is but not everyone is Jordan or LeBron. If we build like Dallas and the Hawks around a single player, Don would thrive. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, TJ McVeigh says uh, most Jazz fans are stuck in the '90s with Stockton and Malone and need more uh, to move on. It's a new league. It is a totally different league. It's a totally different league. Um, Cast Coolin says Booker just got blown out. Bl what does that mean? He just got blown out. So Devin Booker is the one who he. So he played. He played the Western Conference playoffs by himself. Devin Booker all on his own. He was. I mean that he was the only guy on the floor. Right. I. I mean I, that must have been a different series. I must have missed that one because I don't. I don't remember that. I could be wrong. Right. I think Mikhail Bridges played. I could be wrong. You know. Uh, Mr. E says, amen, Pedro. Uh, Asgill says, this show is silly now if you think Don is better than Tatum. I can't keep watching this. Who says Don's better than Tatum? I, I don't think anybody said Donovan Mitchell is better than no, Jason Tatum. No, in fact, Tatum. you just I you just literally said, just said he's a cup below Jason Tatum. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Anyway, okay, a couple more things. We got to talk about this. LeBron James thing. I want to play this bite off of YouTube from the, the shop. LeBron's show that used to be on HBO. It's on YouTube now. Here's LeBron James talking about Brittany Griner. Now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? LeBron James. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Secretary of State LeBron James says that America hasn't done enough to free Brittany Griner. <laughs> this is remarkable to me. And I've been a loud critic of LeBron James over his career. It is not a secret I am not a LeBron fan. Right. This is exactly why I'm not a LeBron fan. If you go back to the Black Lives Matter marches, which were critical um, to the fabric of the black community and critical to the equality fight in this country... Where was LeBron James? LeBron was on a bicycle at the back of the line. Literally. He was on a bicycle at the back of a parade. Mm -hmm. the, the very back. And then at one point down a street off to the side, LeBron was on a bicycle. And now Brittany Griner goes into a Russian airport. When the war in Ukraine just breaks out and Russia's just invaded Ukraine... Okay, time to leave Russia as a as a very tall black lesbian American woman with hashish oil in her bag, which is against the law in Russia. So you're a high profile person in a country known for taking prisoner high profile people, especially Americans. And that is a years long fight, always has been. Always will be. And now all of a sudden, Secretary of State LeBron James says 
that America hasn't done enough mm-hmm. to free Brittany Griner and that he's not sure why she would want to come back to our country. Well, LeBron, you can fuck all the way off, number one. Number two, this is another example of just how out of touch and tone deaf LeBron James is. And this is exactly why damage is done when athletes say stupid things about really important subjects. And LeBron James is never going to be Michael Jordan. He's never going to be Kobe Bryant. He's never going to be Tiger Woods. He's never going to be Muhammad Ali. LeBron James will never be the iconic black athlete on this planet because he says stupid shit like this all the time. Mm -hmm. And he does things that are just dumb. Do you understand how difficult it is to get somebody like Brittany Griner out of a Russian jail? When Vladimir Putin is directly involved in her imprisonment, in her capture, in her being held, and you think that Joe Biden should, after you know he turns the gas price knob down on his desk, he should just hop on a jet and go over and say, all right, Brittany, let's go home. <laughs> do you think that's how this works, LeBron? I actually think you do think that's how it works because you're unintelligent, you're not smart, and you say stupid shit repeatedly. And all you're doing is helping the Russians, by the way. This is the other thing that guys like LeBron don't understand. All you're doing is applying pressure from Russia to America because this is what Vladimir Putin needs. He doesn't need everybody to stop talking about Brittany Griner. He needs everybody to talk about Brittany Griner so he can leverage the American government for likely concessions so that he can go on murdering people in Ukraine. Because what's the biggest issue going on between Russia and America right now? It's sanctions and it is pressure bursting their pipes to the point where the Russians are selling their oil in the Middle East now, pissing off the Saudis and everybody else in that region. And they're having to buy weapons from the Iranians because of American sanctions. And you think you should be talking about how bad Grandpa Joe is doing at freeing Brittany Griner. And by the way, let's also get this clear. As I said a minute ago, Brittany Griner has to own the responsibility for her situation as well. Is she responsible for being in a Russian jail? She's not. Did she put herself there? No. But did she make it possible for herself to be there? Yes, she did. And how did she do that? She either didn't know or didn't care about the laws in Russia, and she didn't understand who she was and where she was. Because let's be real unequivocal and real clear about this. Brittany Griner was a topic of conversation in the Kremlin the minute she signed a contract to be a Russian professional basketball player. And she was a topic of conversation and a target of their kidnapping, hostage-taking schemes, because that's what this is, the minute she stepped in that country. And when you have hash oil in your bag and you're charged with drug trafficking for having hash oil in your bag, that's your fault. That's not Uncle Joe's fault. That's your fault. Are we clear on that? Let's make that very clear that Brittany Griner carries responsibility for her current predicament. Not all of it. She's not at necessarily at fault. Yeah. But she should have gotten on a plane and flown home. 
the minute that there was an issue in Russia. Should have gotten on a plane and flown home. Yeah. Now, by the way, it also needs to be said, the only reason she's in a Russian jail is because we don't value women athletes and we don't pay basketball players any money here. Because the only reason Brittany Griner is in Russia playing basketball, she makes over a million dollars a year there. Yeah, she gets paid. So that's why she was there. Yeah, and I think the issue with LeBron is he just, this is a track record. You know, like you, as you yeah. were saying, like there's a track record. And I think that LeBron can't have it both ways. I think that if you're LeBron James, you have to understand that you're, you are one of the biggest athletes in the world, and that comes with a certain responsibility. And you're choosing to just simply say things on a TV show or on what now is a YouTube show. Uh, and and I and I think it's just the wrong way to go about it. I have no problem with him speaking on it, no. but if you're going to speak on it, you have to you have to take steps to do something about it. Whether that is you know working for change or what you know whatever whatever those steps look like. I just don't think that you can talk and then nothing happens to follow that. That's the problem. I feel frustrated on this show. Yeah, I can tell. And I think they can tell. And you have a right to be frustrated. I'm frustrated with the media. I'm frustrated with the, the Griner situation. I, 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 I agree. I wish we could just go in there with, with military force and say, all right, give us a key. We're taking her home. But that's not how the world works. And I think we all know that, you know? I don't know why I'm frustrated with this. this like this LeBron thing. This Donovan Mitchell rumor thing that the national media is doing and jazz fans taking the bite, you know, and, and getting the hook like not sunk in the front of your lip, like it's down your throat, the hook. And I, it just frustrates me. And the other thing, I'm tired of talking about this. I am tired of talking about Donovan Mitchell being traded. I'm tired of talking about Brooklyn and Kevin Durant. I'm, yeah. I, 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 I'm ready to move on to, to, okay, the trade happened, whatever happened, happened. Let's get to that. Like, and this is this is what I feel like we get to. And and by the way, you know, on the LeBron front, I think I heard a point the other day that I think is actually really fair. Um, LeBron, when you compare LeBron and Kevin Durant, Bron has never been a guy that has left before he's fulfilled the commitment of his contract. Whereas Kevin Durant is doing a lot of team hopping and jumping yes. around in these contracts. And I think this is part of the reason that we find ourselves in this situation because Kyrie Irving did what he did last year by not playing and and not taking the thing we can't talk about on YouTube because YouTube doesn't allow us to talk about it uh, and putting Kevin Durant in that situation. But I just think that it gets, I get burned out on, as you guys probably do too, I just get burned out on the constant like, oh, who's going to be traded here and there and otherwise. When your GM, Justin Zanuck, just came out and said, yeah, there's no intent to trade Donovan Mitchell. If someone comes in and gives us some ridiculous haul, all right, yeah, we'll listen, but you know, there's no there's no intent there. I don't know how much more explicitly he could say that, you know, and that's why it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. All right, let's get some comments in here uh on LeBron and Brittany Griner. Uh Cast Coolin says it's only hash oil. We got bigger fish to fry. Well, the problem is it's illegal in Russia. Well, and I think the optics of it, the problem is I don't disagree that it's only hash oil. I told I like I don't disagree with that at all. But I think the problem is the optics of it make it a make it that bigger fish you're talking about frying. Like it makes it a big deal. Um, yes. You know when it when it is Brittany Griner. Like again, I it's I don't think it's messed up to say yes, you are a lesbian. Yes, you are black. Yes, you are a female. Yes, you are affluent American. You are the prime target for Russia, and that's why it's a problem. LeBron said what he said. The issue isn't 
LeBron physically speaking the words and sharing his opinion. That's not the problem. The problem is sharing it in context with everything that's going on. The funny thing is I was watching Fox News the other day, and I don't know why I did it, and I apologize ahead of time. Right. I was watching Fox News the other day about this, and um, there was a former CIA uh, official on the show, and he was saying, you know what the, the, the problem here is? is that Brittany Griner's family and friends want this talked about every day when if they want her out of a Russian jail, they need to stop talking about it. Yeah. And let the back channels work. And I I just think this is going to be a years-long thing unless something significantly changes because Russia is in a bad way, man. You know what's funny about that? And this is off the top of my head. I just made this connection. All of the stuff we talked about today with Donovan wouldn't be a conversation if the national media wasn't drumming it up constantly. Yeah. Brittany Griner would have a much better chance of getting out if they did stop talking about it because then there's no leverage from Russia's side. Well, and her wife calling out Joe Biden the other day was a huge mistake. Like, it was the Russian media, um, and this was the other thing on this Fox show, and then they cut the CIA guy off (laughs) because he was saying, hey, you know, Joe Biden's doing everything he can do. We just need to stop talking about it. And they, I think it was Laura Ingram ended the interview, but here nor there, they played clips from Russian TV on MSNBC mm-hmm. talking about how America is desperate now to get Brittany Griner out and that Brittany Griner's family is devastated. And yeah. like every time somebody like LeBron James talks about it, every time her wife talks about it, Russian media runs with it and uses it for propaganda. And this letter that she wrote, Brittany Griner wrote a letter directly to Joe Biden, was clearly a propaganda tool for the Russian government because the media put it on TV the day it was mailed out. You know, like it, it just we it, we just don't understand the way the world works. Yeah. Uh, Giggity says, Jake, can we just get the Michael Rappaport drop for LeBron? Yeah, man, it's um, yeah, 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 it's. I get where you're going with that. I get where you're going. And, and, you know, what I have trouble with is just that it's just such a frustrating, not to be negative on the show. I mean, we never try to be, like, overly negative. That's not really what we're trying to do here. But it just gets, it does get old, I have to admit. Like, talking about this over and over, whether it is the Griner thing or it is this Donovan thing, that that isn't even a, a conversation piece. Like, it's just not locally. It's just not. But it becomes one because of, who's tweeting and the trust that everyone puts into their word. And, and then inevitably in, you know, whatever it is, two months or whenever camp starts and Donovan Mitchell rolls out in those ugly ass highlighter yellow uniforms. What is everyone going to come back on the show and say? Yeah, we probably overreacted. We may have overstayed the case. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Shorter says, nobody wants to hear you bash LeBron the way you bash him. Brittany Griner didn't know how Russia works. Yes, yeah, she did. That's not an excuse. Yeah, by the way, yes, she did. Brittany Griner's not a rookie in Russia. Yes, she did know how it worked. Uh, LeBron probably didn't either, but ba- you bash him hard, but don't bash Brittany because you a hater. I just said that. Okay. Anyway, um, the night guy says, let's send Harden to Russia with a whole 25-pound bag of weed. Easy. I would I would not wish that on anybody. I mean, l- listen, I, I think this needs to be said. It needs to be said. If, if you know, let's use LeBron as an example. If LeBron was in Britney's situation, would it be handled differently? Yeah, there's probably a case to be made 
that it would be handled differently. I think that's a fair conversation to have, and it's a fair sentiment but to LeBron have. But LeBron would never be in that situation. That's the he problem. He never has yes. to go anywhere else to make tens of millions of Correct. dollars. Correct. Correct. So uh, Jacob Yates says, Griner had an annual average salary of $221,515 in the WNBA. Yes. She's getting paid, getting paid better than 95% of Americans. That's not the point. What does that got to do with the price of tea in Russia? If you had a chance to do what you love to do and get paid millions for it, you would turn that down. Well, and get paid what you should be paid. I mean, it's no, like, this isn't even a conversation. They women, are underpaid. Women, like, when I covered the Sacramento Monarchs, Yolanda Griffith was a star in Russia. Like, women go, the, women have to go to Russia, Germany, Turkey, Israel. They, they have to do that to get paid. We don't have, by the way, we don't have women's sports here. We have, like, when you're done playing college softball, you're done as, a, as an athlete. Yeah. But you can go to Australia. You can go to Europe. Like, it's, it's a regular thing. It is, a, it is a regular thing that that happens. You know, like, it just, it just is what it is. Um, Cash Coolant says, Griner is, isn't even in jail. She's in a hotel room. I, maybe. I have no idea. I'm ha I have no idea. Uh, Amber Spencer says, I'm happy to hear LeBron being bashed. He shouldn't have ever been in the Space Jam reboot. Oh, man. Yeah, well. That's a whole I, I different think, thing. I, I think that's the first thing that's been said today that we can all agree on, frankly. That's a whole different thing. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, Caruso should have showed Griner how to hide weed through security. Oh, wait, never mind. He sucks at that, too. Yeah, it's, he's not good at that. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, Sim Simma Bates SSB says, if Donovan gets traded, delete this channel. We'll get right on that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get right on that, bud. We'll get right on that. Uh, Michael Burton says they don't pay much in basketball here in Australia for either men or women. They don't. They don't. I know. There's not many countries that do. I mean, really, it is the old Soviet bloc of countries that pay, which is, which is why the Ball brothers went to Lithuania to play. I mean, you're not going there by choice. Yeah. You're going there because you have to. You know, like it's just, it just is what it is. Look it, it at what, what Lamar Jackson's tweeting. Yeah. Silence is golden. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? All right. All right. All right. Can we get on to uh, this Tiger Woods thing at the LIV golf tournament? Because I think this is fascinating. So Tiger Woods is at the championship, the open championship. The open. It used to be the British Open. Now it's just the open championship. The Claret Jug. Uh, where you hit balls over houses that are windblown. Um, but he was asked about the LIV, LIV golf tour, live golf tour, and guys getting paid, and here's what Tiger Woods had to say about that. What, what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? Um, you're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events and playing 54 holes. They're trying to, you know, playing blaring music and have all these um, atmospheres that are different. I, I just don't see how, you know, I have 54 holes. I mean, I, I can understand 54 holes is almost like a mandate when you get to the senior tours. The guy's a little bit older and a little more banged up. But I just don't see how that, that move is, is positive in the, in the long term. Yeah, this is a tough sell. Tiger Woods talking LIV golf right there or live golf, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, I think he's right. Like, if you want loud music and raucous crowds, go play the Phoenix Open. That's what the Phoenix Open is, right? 
but you're doing it for money. And I look at Bryson DeChambeau, mm -hmm. the American golfer, who yesterday it was announced Bridgestone has fired him as a as a uh, partner uh, because he left the PGA Tour. Saudi stooge. And he's just a dick. Yeah. Like Bryson DeChambeau is not a good dude. Brooks Kepka, not a nice guy. Like just a red ass, right? Mm -hmm. So all these guys that are going to the Live Golf Tour, it's a money grab. And what have all of them said? Well, I'm doing it. Dustin Johnson included said, I'm doing it because I don't want to play golf my entire life. Mm -hmm. They're doing it because it's a cash grab. Why is Phil Mickelson on the Live Golf Tour? It's a cash grab. Homie likes to gamble, right? Yes. Guys like Tiger Woods will never go there. Guys like Rory McIlroy will never go there because they have morals, right? Like the biggest story here is not the money. It's the Saudi um, sovereign fund that is funding the, the Live Golf Tour. Saudi stooge. And you're talking about, you think the Russians are bad. Like they cut people's heads off, bro. Yeah. Like that's who, you're, that's who you're dealing with. Yeah. And I think it's fascinating that Tiger Woods not only knew he was going to be asked about this, he was ready. He wanted to answer that question. I give him a lot of credit for that because, because I, he I, knows he's Tiger. I think he understands who he is and where he is and what he means to the game of golf globally. Unlike someone else we just talked about. I think it's incredibly important that Tiger Woods talks about this. Like I think it is I think it's very savvy by him, especially when you see guys like Bryson DeChambeau losing sponsors. He's lost four sponsors now. Phil Mickelson's lost all of his sponsors. Well, the morals of it are horrible. The optics of yeah. it are horrible. The morals of it are horrible. Like, especially, it, it, and I don't know that it's lost on, or it probably is lost on everybody. President of the United States is flying to Saudi Arabia to negotiate with them mm -hmm. and meet with them. And it's, it's fascinating that all of this is going on. The world we live in right now is crazy. Yeah. It is absolutely insane what is going on globally in this world right now. And that's why I guess we're lucky to sit here and talk about Donovan Mitchell on a daily basis. But I just think it's fascinating the conversation around live golf and that Tiger Woods is commenting on it. I think it's exactly what golf needed. Yeah, and I think I, he handled I really it perfectly. Do. I mean, I, I think that he gave a concise opinion. I think that, you know, he did it in a way where he understands, again, as you just said, not to say the same thing, but, like, he gets it. He's Tiger. Like, he, I think Tiger is well aware that he's been through quite a bit publicly in his career, um, but also he's doing a lot for the game now. I mean, again, you're talking about a guy. I hope people remember this. You're talking about a guy who's essentially playing on one leg. Like, that's what Tiger's doing, and he uh, he's doing it because he knows the responsibility he has to the game. James Knight makes a good point. James said, you know, it's not good when Tiger is schooling you on morals. Yeah, I, I mean, tongue-in-cheek, right? Uh, but it's true. This it's is a guy true. who got divorced and hit in the face like, with a golf club by his wife because he was pounding porn stars. Just so you can go to yeah. pound. Are you, are you kidding me? Yes, man. Uh, the Nye guy says, James, who crapped in your fosters, mate? Funny. Wow. Hey, uh, hey, Greg Hawkins gives us a $5 tip. Uh, it says, one thing about Liv that they're shaking things up, and in my opinion, the PGA should look into changing stuff up also and advance the game, increase winnings, create more Ryder Cup-like events, et cetera. And to your point, um, Greg, they have done that. They are going to have a playoff that's a big money playoff at the end of the season now pointed directly at Liv Golf. Yes. So that there's more prize money on tour. But you're exactly right. They have no choice but to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think it is I think it's really interesting to see exactly how that
I just think that the it's unfortunate that Liv is Saudi funded because yes. I do agree with Greg that it would have been awesome to have something that competes with the PGA Tour and pushes them in a forward direction. But the fact that it's Saudi and the fact that it's just so the product itself, being that it's fifty four holes and it's and it's a party all the time, and it, like you lose the professionalism and the purity you of do. the game. You're again. I know this may seem petty, but I do think it's an important thing in golf. These guys in the live tour are out there in shorts instead of pants. That's it's the pettiest example, but it might be the best example of the difference between live and PGA. PGA is a professionals tour. It is purity of the game, like playing for playing for respect and and everything that you, you could have ever to play earn for. your money. It's yeah. not handed to you. Yeah, like, like I think yeah. I, I think that's that's absolutely the case. Uh, Tanner says they cut people's heads off. LOL, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, it's probably been too long. You know, frankly, it's probably been too long. But uh, Jesus Christ destroys atheism, says MSNBC, Hee Haw, CNN, and all those others are worse, seriously. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. Okay, you know. Uh, Christopher Shorter says LeBron will never be Jordan, LeBron will never be Kobe, and Monty will never be LeBron. Don't forget that part. What okay. about how have I am all compare in comparison to LeBron? No, what he's saying is that you're you're hating on LeBron. That's what he's saying. Oh yeah, that's there's no doubt. Yeah. I I have lost a lot of respect for LeBron LeBron James in the last couple of years. The the and the the thing that bothers me so much about LeBron is that he has a he has the largest platform in my opinion in the world. Yeah, and he is as a as a as a black man of affluence and fame. He has a platform and he has the ability to really lead and rise from the front. And he continuously leads and declines to the back. And in this day and age, whether it is George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, you know, Brittany Griner, like choose the issue that is it is currently voter rights, like all of these things that black America is dealing with. Yeah. And there's not a great, strong black leader in my opinion that is standing up and leading the community lebron has a chance to be that guy and he just refuses to do it he just refuses to do it yeah and on britney griner or george floyd or and you know what bothers me it. too what bothers me a bit about it too and in and, and this is capitalism it's the country we live in i get it but what bothers me is that you said this on the shop and you 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 intentionally put it in the highlight reel. Like, remember where this audio is from. This isn't from like just like this isn't just pulled out of the episode. You know, people just leached on it. This is just the highlight reel. Yeah. This isn't like hey, like we did an episode, we put it out. I said this X Y and Z, and the media just covering it. This is just the highlight reel, five second snippet. And that tells me the reason that matters is because that sends a clear message to me that this was intentional. LeBron wants it out there that he said that. He wants people talking about LeBron James. He wants people talking about yeah. the shot. And that's why I have an issue with it because instead of talking about Braun, we should be talking about how Braun went in and helped get Brittany out. That's what we should be talking about. Yeah, totally agree. I, I And I just, he, I just think LeBron hurts more than he helps. 
That that that's the thing. If you're just uh, hopping on the show, talking about LeBron, talking about all these Donovan Mitchell uh, trade rumors this morning, um, about whether or not something changed with Adrian Wojnarowski's uh, tweet yesterday, and again, just because everybody, you know, if you're hopping on, I just want to make this clear. I don't think anything's changed. I think the Jazz, there hasn't been a shift. I think the Jazz have been talking about Donovan Mitchell to other teams for months. I think Donovan Mitchell is an in-demand player. I've I, I've said that multiple times on the show. He's an attractive candidate for trade. I don't think this is new out of the Jazz or out of other NBA teams. I think yesterday was an incredibly slow news day. Adrian Wojnarowski repackaged what we found out three days ago. And... I'm not going to say took it as his own, but tweeted it out and, and the national media jumped on it. And I, uh, by the way, I also don't think it should be lost that um, Don is in the Bahamas with his trainer, David Alexander, and David tweeted a picture of the TV of them watching the Adrian Wojnarowski report. Mm -hmm. He's aware of what's being said. He's aware of what's going on. Yep. Make make absolutely no mistake about that. Yep. And I hope we don't get to a point where everybody's got regret. Um, you know, I hope everybody doesn't, we don't trade this cat and then everybody's got regret. Yeah. Because again, I put it at 80, 20, they will not trade 80%. They will not trade Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I think it's a possibility. I think it's absolutely a possibility. Uh, if you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up and a like that really helps the show grow. We appreciate that. Um, Joshua Blaylock Dixon. Up, I got to hang. I, I got to hang, hang out and play catch with yesterday with Jaron Hall. Did you really? I've heard Jaron has had an incredible offseason. Dude, Jaron Hall is, I feel like, a sort of a cult hero from a baseball perspective. I feel like, not that you were th probably throwing a football with him, but but I feel like, you know, Jaron is an athlete. You know, he is just, he that he's just one of those guys that can play multiple sports, is, is gifted athletically. Like, I just want the guy to stay healthy, man. Like, don't take it to the goal line against ASU this year. Don't. Don't get yourself knocked out of a game, man. Like, like that's. I really hope that he can stay healthy this year. I will simply again say, this is a critical year for Jaron Hall. When we talk about BYU football, and I, 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 I understand it's exciting to be going to the Big Twelve. Focus on this year. Focus in the here and now. Be present. Yeah. This is a massive year for Jaron Hall. It is. It's make or break time. He's got to be healthy. He's got to play well, because without him, you don't now you don't have somebody experienced behind him, and now you're taking a risk with anybody that's going to play behind him. And I think Jaron Hall is a guy that has tremendous upside. Got to be as close to a hundred percent for the next six months as possible. Yes. And if he does that from fall camp to the bowl game, BYU is going to have an incredible season, because I think that much of Jaron Hall's game. I think he's incredibly talented. I think he's incredibly important. And he's got to stay healthy. Now, obviously, their offensive line's got to stay healthy. Dax Milne can't keep flying over other people's girlfriends. You know, it's all this stuff. <laughs> By the way, real quick. <laughs> not for nothing. Right. Let me see the weird live video that, that Zach Wilson's mom put out yesterday. Like, hey, guys. He's clearly banging her friend. I don't have any doubt about that. Yeah. Like, she put out a, I need to drive out the darkness. I'm not trying to be cryptic. I, 
that situation's weird to me now. Yeah. That whole thing is weird. I have no I'm doubt curious. now it's true. I'm no curious. I'm curious how far away Zach Wilson is from crossing the line of kind of this not looking great for him. I don't think he's there yet. I think he is. I think in BYU circles, the problem is, and if you don't know the story, Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend caught him cheating, caught Zach Wilson while they were together cheating on her with Zach Wilson's mom's best friend. Zach Wilson, hey man, (laughs) Zach Wilson got caught putting his worm in the fish with his mom's best friend. Right, And so that hadn't come out. Well, and you know, not you know that wasn't a euphemism or anything. Well, it had know. come out. Well, but it's when tough, they were to, you know, right? You don't, right? Anyway, just kind of scruff it and play with you it know, when it's wet, right? It's right. Stuff. We get it, Zach. But Zach Wilson then breaks up with his girlfriend. She breaks up with him or whatever. Then all of a sudden, the other day, a post came out with Dax Milne and Zach Wilson's ex girlfriend. Uh oh. And all of a sudden, people started calling her out for being a homie hopper. <laughs> a homie hopper. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she started calling people out, and then she said that he also was having sex with multiple women during his time at BYU. Is this the dagger? And then that he was pounding his mom's best friend. And then the the Joseph Smith had, you know, what's, what did he say? Had 10. Yeah, had a bunch of wives on the tee box. At some point, Zach Wilson's going to outlive his welcome with the Jazz or with the the BYU community. Right. Yeah. I agree with you that he is he's on the tipping point of not being in the seventh layer of heaven. Affects me. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, this yes. is a dude that that has to watch himself because up until that point, he was beloved in the BYU community. I think the Joseph Smith comment hurt him a little bit. But I think this thing with his mom's best friend, his ex-girlfriend, Dax Milne, right. now, you know, hey, mo- you know, having sex at BYU, like honor code violations, like, yeah, I think, I think he needs to be, just be careful, bro. Some shit happened. Yeah. Just be careful. That's what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. Uh, James Knight says, love the passion today, guys. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate that. You probably don't, but that's fine. You know, thank you, James. Appreciate it is, you. Bro. It is. Seriously, it is what it is. You. Yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you saying that. Thanks for all the tips. By the way, James tips us uh, two ninety nine. The Nye guy says Zach's mom is cuckoo for cocoa puffs and the friend son thing. LOL. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. <laughs> Tanner says, "Well, I'm younger than you, Leonard. I'm actually twelve years old." Well, oh, did you have a birthday? Um, scammer. <laughs> Scammer trolling says D bag alert, major D bag alert. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Major D bag alert. Dop Hop says that's an honor code violation. It is, in yeah. fact, pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. Kelly Stewart says Zach Wilson's business is none of our business, in my opinion. Well, when you violate the honor code and you cheat on your girlfriend, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's not in the book anywhere. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's worse than drinking caffeine. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, hey, you know, I accidentally saw some pornography and then there's, well, I'm pounding my mom's best friend too um, while I saw some pornography. Like, you know what I'm saying? There like, are this lines. Is different. There are levels. Yeah. Uh, theme Park News says, shout out to Mo Bamba, please, Jake. 
Okay, let me let me let me find that for you. There Shout it is. Shout out to Mobamba. Yeah, uh, Riley O'Brien says uh, another hat tip, gentlemen. Another great show. Appreciate you. Tanner Plummer says every BYU football player has violated the honor code at least three times. I know because when I went to BYU, I saw BYU football players doing crazy things. The honor code's an impossibility. <coughs> the honor code is a goal. It is not a, an easy goal to reach. I'm sorry if you're offended by it that. It is not. Uh, Snipes Entertainment says the Jets always got a bad, got bad press. Yes, they do. Yeah. Theme Park News says yes. Jeremy Bolton says, I want Jack in the Box after the show. Seriously. I need a cigarette, a bath, and some Jack in the Box. By the way, this if... fucking America. Does anybody know anybody who owns Jack in the Box or when it's going to open? Yeah. Please. Oh, there's going to be Jack in the Box everywhere in Salt Lake in like five months. There's yeah, it's not. been five months. By the way, speaking of Jack in the Box, today is actually National French Friday. Let's go. What are we going to do about that? Something. Maybe. Something. I don't know. I Maybe. Off, off the top. So Wendy's. Oh, or... wait, wait, wait. Look at uh, look at Amber Spencer giving us $2. Great show today. Amber, appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. I don't. We you don't... a listener? Uh, yeah, are you a new yeah, listener to us? Yeah, are you a new us? listener? How long have you been listening? Uh, Seriously, ask yeah. me. Yeah, Amber Spencer, are, are you new to the show? We'd love to know about you. Appreciate you giving us a tip. That helps a lot. Um, Greg Hawkins, you dirty dog. He <laughs> says, Zach Wilson likes Jack likes to jack in the box. Oh, <laughs> <So like, laughs> straight pile driving them. <laughs> well, yes, he is. Well, yes, he is. Zach attack. Show LOL, Theme Park News says. Amber says, I'm the only woman, LOL. No, we actually have quite no, the girls club. No, we have, I think, 10. Mrs. Monty, who's off today, is usually here. I think we have like 10 or 15 that listen by the way mrs mrs monty's not here today because she's taking the dog to the vet again Mm. 700 more dollars out the window Mm. yeah echocardiogram on the dog's heart today that was an echocardiogram echocardio it's basically an ultrasound i think that's hippo he's my dog with my dog has had two spells this year where like i'm i'm not even kidding he'll be running around fine like he'll be humping couches and eating food and everything's great (laughs) And then all of a sudden, he just goes limp. Like he he doesn't pass out, but he's like drunk. And then all he does is sleep for a day and a half. He doesn't eat nothing. And he has a heart murmur, so they're trying to figure out if there's a larger heart issue with him. Um, In other words, they want more of my money. It's going to be like 700 bucks because they got to knock him out, and then they got to do a, an ultrasound you know. on his heart. Dude, dude. I hope Buddy's okay, man. Yeah. I, I hope he's all right. Amber Spencer says, I've been listening since March on the pod. You guys make me look good in jazz talk with my brothers. Nice, Amber. Let's go. That's a nice. win. Nice. That's a win. Nice. That's a win. We like that. Uh, let's see. Megan Wilhite says, another girl here. Just don't ever comment. Wow. Look at the girls club. Let's go. The one day Mrs. Monty's off. Let's go. The one day Mrs. Monty's off. She will off. be back tomorrow. The girls club is tomorrow. out in force. Yes. Uh, Eric C says, "Did I miss the RSL segment? They, they were terrible over the weekend. I think they play. They have a match tonight, by the way, a midweeker, which is interesting." Nye guy says, "Zach's mom's friend can't give Zach her cherry, but she gave Zach the box it came in." Wow. Okay. This feels very <laughs> wow. serious now. Alex says, first time, long time with the Jazz trade Donovan Ooh. to New York for Jason Giambi." I actually think <laughs> yeah. you know. See, that was the sentiment that I was hoping for today. By That's the way, what wait, I wait, wanted. Wait, wait. Speaking of ladies' night, right? Um, did anybody see that on the Derek Jeter uh, 30 for 30 that's coming out, the Derek Jeter documentary on yeah. ESPN? He is going to directly address his gift basket to the women he's Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said the women, he's Zach Wilson. The Zach attack. So Derek Jeter is infamous for those who don't know. Derek Jeter. Number a, two. The Yankee legend, who I guess is lanky. Uh, anyway, the point is, he is infamous for having hot girlfriends, but he also brings several women back to his loft in New York. He will have sex with them, or excuse me, he will procreate and plant his seed in their garden, and it's love, and they, they have deep affection for each other. Wow. And then he gives him a gift basket and kicks him out of his apartment. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. He's like, cool, I took you deep. Uh, here's your here's your trophy, now get out. Yeah. He he talks about it directly. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. So, uh, Cody Strickland says, no, my wife listens to the show, not live, but she listens. We like it. Jeremy Bolton says, your RSL podcast meetup nine on the ninth, dress nice. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I met uh, several listeners at the RSL match the other day. Mm -hmm. We should do it at... We should do it at like a jazz game, a BYU game, a Utah game. Like we should all, we need to do like a tailgate thing. By the way, don't forget, don't forget, we're going to make your life on October Figure 7th it and out. 8th. Figure it out. October 7th and 8th is going to be a very good Figure day. Figure it out. For one listener on this show, Monday we are going to announce a huge promotion. Yes. On the show, a huge yes. contest on the show. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Joshua Blaylock Dixon says, you all the BYU players were crazy yesterday. I was hanging out with them at a barbecue. Some of the linemen and center and running backs, they're, they're acting crazy. Nice. They're kids. They should. Uh, Tanner says, Zach burned all the bridges to the BYU community when he slept with his mom's friend. Just saying. I agree. I agree. Mont, do you know the Latter-day Saints can drink caffeine, right? It's a... It's a it's a joke. It's tongue in cheek because everybody makes that joke like Joey Smith. It's a joke like the same way the Jazz are like, trading Donovan Mitchell is a joke. Okay, wow. No. No. Uh Swift Kill 45. Love you guys. Don't listen to Heat Nick's trolls in the chat. We won't. Fat Jesus says guest host. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Jeremy Bolton says RSL podcast party of one. Okay. <laughs> Hawkins says, in fairness to BYU players, they're having these same issues. Even back during Lavelle's days. Oh, my God, yes. Honor code violations are not new or rare. Yeah. It's a matter of what gets talked about and what doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, I mean, it's not... Possession it, by consumption. Just you know saying. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Spencer D says, Suh, dudes. Suh. Suh, dude. Suh, dude. Uh, Tanner <laughs> says, Lavelle actually covered up a lot of honor code violations, probably. Uh, BYU dorms have always been the easiest place to get laid, Travis Carlock says. Wow. <laughs> Ah. Wow. Um, let's see. Scammer Trolling says, don't let the trolls in the local media get you down. No, we're good. We're good. Um, and that's why we're going to end the show today talking about millennials sexting more than ever. Wow. You're a millennial. Yeah. Do you send nudes to your girlfriend? No, I don't send nudes. We don't send nudes. We don't have a need to. You know, like it's just not you part don't? of the... No, it's not part of the, the thing. I mean, we... It's okay, so apparently millennials do this at a high clip. Yeah. Millennials are sending nude photos. And you want to know how bad it is. Millennials will send a nude photo before they will ever meet. Well. Because millennials don't like meeting in person. Mm -hmm. Millennials want to talk at arm's length. And so sexting and swapping nude photos is a big, big deal in the millennial generation. Yeah. Now, I can say it has been... I've, I think I've done it maybe once or twice with my wife, but it's been, it's got to be 20 years since we did that. It's been a long time. Right. 
And I'd never done it before that, <laughs> mainly because I'm old and I didn't have a cell phone and that wasn't a thing yeah. in the 40s. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I wouldn't do it. And here's the crazy thing. It's why post-breakup nude bribery is a big thing in millennial generation. Right. Millennials are getting blackmailed by their exes over nude photos at a higher clip as well. You're a millennial. What do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, I think it. I, I think that you know our generation. Um, you know, like our generation just got born at a really interesting time. And when I hear stories like this, it just lets me know that our generation, millennials, are not good at communicating. And and that's kind of the source of all of this, in my opinion. Like I think if you think about Back it, in my day, like millennials. Were, were born too late to get housing inheritances, right? So they yes. don't get a bunch of money. You were born um, too early to take advantage of, you know, reasonable housing prices. You have likely, if you're a millennial, the, the average millennial has incredible student loan debt. So you're yes. just not in a great place in life. Yes. And by the way, you grew up when the cell phone boom happened. So you were like me. I was like me. 14 when I got my first phone and now it's changed the world. So, you know, millennials are just not great communicators. It's just, it's, it's, we're notorious for it. And I think that, that, yeah, this does happen. Yeah. I think millennials, uh, uh 10 years ago and, and even more so now. Yeah, they are about it. And mainly because the thing we're not allowed to talk about it made the dating game miserable absolutely positively miserable yeah i agree and it is the 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 coco also made dating very difficult yeah it did uh let's see josh blaywalk uh dixon says have a great day he tipped us two dollars appreciate thank that thank you appreciate thank you, you. Very have much. a good one man duane boone duane what's up duane good to see you he says thou shalt not exactly right big dog o-town says honor codes can't control hormones nope they cannot. I'm a man. James Knight says, I'm trying to organize a trip to SLC for All-Star Weekend, guys. I'll bring you your goddamn 4X. Please do. Yeah, you better. Hey, if you show up here on All-Star Weekend, you better spend some quality time. We all got to have a get-together at that point. Yes, we do. No doubt about it. Tanner says, shh, don't tell that to the BYU leadership, big dog O-Town. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Exactly right. Giggity says, think about all the stuff millennial kids are going to come across on the internet when they become teenagers. Oh, man. Yeah, next question. I mean, and and then you have to look at Gen Y, Z, Z and stuff. Like the internet is not great. But see, Gen Let's Z is honest. different. But see, Gen Z is different. And the reason it's different is because they understand how to make money on the internet. Yes. They like that's that's the I would agree skill with that. they were born with. They were born into, hey, you make money on the internet. And that's why they're fine. That's why they're good. I agree with that. Uh, hey, if you're here right now, please give us a uh, thumbs up uh, down below. Please hit the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Um, I do want to remind you again, Monday, it's a huge promotion we're doing. It is a huge contest. Um, it is one that my guess is everybody's going to love. This is not, by the way, this is not a video game console giveaway. No, it is not. It this is, is probably way like five times that. bigger than that. Way better than that. Yeah. And it's, I am so excited we are buttoning up, you know, some some last little details, cross, dotting some I's, crossing some T's. And then we are going to announce this contest on Monday, um, October 7th and 8th. Let's go, go do some research. You probably know what that is already. You should be excited. It is going to be amazing. Yes. Amazing. 
that is Monday on the show. We will announce that. Uh, appreciate you. Nye guy says great show studs. Appreciate you. Tomorrow I will be in a much better mood. I promise you that. Admittedly today, I am a little crabby. Okay, good. Crabmaster Flash. Thank you to everybody who uh, gave us tips today. $20 in tip revenue today. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, you can hit the dollar sign tip us below if you'd like to do that. Unbelievable support that you guys give us on the show every day. Give us a like. Shop our affiliate links. Prime Amazon day. Prime Last day, day on Prime Day. You guys bought a ton of AirPods uh, Pro yesterday. Hit it again. iWatch 7. Dash Pass. Free for a year. It's on the affiliate links. Until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Zach Wilson's mom's best friend. Goodbye, Zach Wilson's mom's best friend. <laughs>